0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Suncoast Church. We hope that this message inspires you and helps you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. For more details, check out suncoast.org.au.
1: We hope you enjoy this message.
2: Well, a massive hello to you wherever you're watching this from. It is such a privilege to be coming through your screen today. And uh, bringing our last installment of a series called Unshaken. And if you've obviously been watching at all for the last few weeks, um, we've been looking around this whole idea with everything in our life shaken right now during the current season we're in. uh, We've been looking at a whole lot of the areas that our faith in Christ can cause us to find some kind of stability and uh, confidence. And how, when things are shaken, how can we remain unshaken and so we figured a really cool way of of finishing this series is to maybe have a conversation with some people who, who are living this out as I'm sure many of you are and uh, and to hear their take and their thoughts through their experiences in life and what they're navigating so I am super super excited today to introduce to you three uh, dear friends and members of the Suncoast Church community this is Kirsty. hello Kirstie hello. where do you live Budrum. Budrum, okay, good. Yeah, no address, just, just straight just suburb. Budrum. This is Greg. Hello,
3: Greg. How hey, are you going? Um, where were you born? South Australia. Oh, really? What town? Mm. Uh, Court. Don't know where that is? In the southeast, okay. down towards Victoria, but... Don't know where that is nice either. a cold place. Awesome. Hot in summer. <laughs> That's
2: great. And this is Russ. Um, Russ, what's the date of your birth? 8th to the 11th, 68. That's awesome. That makes you... 51. Great. Thank you for sharing that with the world. (laughs) Um, So, so guys, we're going to jump in this today. And I know you all come from different, um, I guess, not only family backgrounds, but different careers, and you're in different seasons of life. Um, But yet, we're all experiencing something global together. But I guess it affects us all uniquely because of our unique um, seasons of life we're in and the unique tensions we all have in our lives. So before we get into that, I need to ask one question. Just help our viewership today get to know who they're hearing from um the question is this uh, if your life if your life was turned into a film someone wanted to make a film about your life and you got to choose who was going to act as you who would it be
0: so russ i'm going to start with you because you're looking right <laughs> at me um i'd have to say tom hanks that's a big call okay and yeah. what would the title of the film be uh, The World According to Russ. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> uh, Kirstie, how about
2: you?
1: Um, the first name that came to my mind was Drew Barrymore.
2: Yeah, great was... call. <laughs> Favourite movie of yours of Drew's? Um. First name basis.
1: Yeah, with Adam Sandler, Fifty First Dates.
2: Great film. Yeah. Uh, and film. why do you feel you relate to her as a character?
1: <laughs> um, she just, she she makes me laugh. She's a bit random.
2: So, would that be the title of the film about your life then? She's a bit random? Probably. Great, it's actually a great title. Yeah, that would
1: explain me well, yeah. What
2: would your husband Levi say if he was to name your film of your life?
1: Uh, Probably Chaos. Chaos. That would be what he would call it.
2: That's great. And if you're watching Levi, now you know. Uh, Last but not least of all,
3: Greg, if uh, there's a film made about your life, who would star as Greg? I'm a little bit dirty on Russ for stealing uh, my guy. Really? Yeah. No. So so I'll just go to the top. Um, It's Meryl Streep. Because Meryl can do anything. Yeah. She, she can do... So she can versatile. Just, she's so versatile. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing Meryl can't do. So I have confidence she could, um, you know, <laughs> she could shave <laughs> oh, her hair off them. She could so put cool. a beard on. She, she'd pull it off. As <laughs> if uh, <wow. laughs> I can't have Tom. Uh, sorry, mate. <laughs> right? no, uh, I can't if, if you're like, really, if, really if, if, you really going to be Tom. Yeah, if you want to let me play... Well, because Tom, Tom's the male Meryl. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was talking to my wife, Chloe, before yeah.
2: this, and she's like, you know who Greg should pick? I'm like, who's that? And he goes, Dwayne The Rock Johnson.
3: Oh yeah! So you missed the chance. Well, but Meryl Streep. I, I was gonna go Vin Diesel's. My even better. Vin Diesel. Okay, Diesel, yeah, no, good choice. He's very
2: yeah, Uh think. I'd go Andy Samberg. <laughs> um,
3: yes. Yeah, Brooklyn
2: Nine-Nine. Uh, I just feel like he and I just connect on a real level. So that would be my choice. Yeah. Um, and it'd be called. The movie would be called. Um, Life in Technicolor. Yeah. Very deep, okay. so I just made that up. Okay, we're going to jump into it. So, Kirsten, want to actually start with you. Um, you are um, a working mom um, and got two amazing, beautiful daughters. You got a husband uh, Levi, but you're also you're a nurse. You work in ICU, and obviously, at the moment, um, that's like it's like ground zero of so much that's happening. I guess all over the world. Um, can you maybe give us a little insight into how I guess? when this all first hit with, uh, with this virus and obviously there's a whole lot of uncertainty about how things were going to happen. Our world was, seemed like we are just getting shaken so suddenly. As someone who was working, I guess, in the front line of that, maybe explain to us a little bit about what that the initial stages were like for you and what part maybe your faith played in helping you kind of find true north during that season.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, when it, you know, a couple of months ago when no one knew in Australia how it was going to pan out, um it was really scary um, for me personally and for, you know, um, healthcare workers just yeah. because we didn't know what was going to happen. We only knew what was happening overseas. So um, that was really big. I've never really been an anxious person. I can sort of normally deal with things well but I felt like this was so out of my control um, that, you know, there was a few days at the start um, where I... Felt physically sick and wow. that kind of scared me because I've never felt like that. Um, and even though I've only recently been doing minimal shifts at work, um, you know, we've still had to... ...there was a lot of changes being implemented and things I had to keep up to date with from home... ...which I've never had to do Shit. before. So it was sort of bringing work home which I've never really had to do as well. So that was that was a big thing. Um, yeah, and I guess um, during those days... Um, my faith played a huge role because I just asked for prayer because I knew that it was something that I don't normally deal with so it felt so out of my control that I knew I needed help so I asked Levi, my connect group, um, just to pray. Um, I just explained how I was feeling and that it was weird and it was scary and um, you know over those next few days it absolutely worked wow. and I don't know why I ever doubt it but it did, it totally did and a few people gave me verses from the Bible, you know, specifically sort of about the whole situation and so I would just read them over and over again before every shift or even just at home when I was feeling sick um, or anxious. Um, I would just read them over and over and pray those things and declare those things and um, yeah, that definitely I could feel the weight being lifted off and so... For me, that's the biggest thing about my faith is like, God doesn't want us to bear the weight, pandemic or no pandemic, yeah. in normal life, he doesn't want us to, to you know, bear the weight of whatever it is we're going through. So that was massive for me and prayer, prayer by myself, but prayer, asking other people to pray, that was huge in those times.
2: Oh, that's, that's, yeah. that's massive. You know, I love hearing that because I, I find this challenge in my life often that, there's certain things I know, but then I don't do them. And so to hear that you actually lent into, you actually did pray and you, you know, it's a way of kind of letting go of the weight, but that you invited your community, your connect group, your husband to pray with you. I just, I wonder how often when we go through something, we have the head knowledge about certain things, particularly if you've been maybe following Jesus for a while, or maybe you just knew it following Jesus and you hear these things, but we we don't yet, we just often fail to do them. Yeah. But when you do them, it's like, wow, this makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, man, that's, but that's huge. Thank you so much for for sharing um, those thoughts around it. Greg, I might swing to you now because sure. um, Greg, for those who don't know, is a principal of our school here, Sanko's Christian College, uh, and you've been in that now for
3: four years in Coming that role? four, I think, yes. yeah.
2: And, I mean, next to, I guess, our um, medical services, schools have kind of been like…
3: It's been a weird place. Yeah, yes. and, you know, all
2: <laughs> over the country. Obviously, it's yeah. almost like yeah. the, so often the coal face of all the change that happened in society. It's like yeah, schools sure. are the… Ground mm. zero with that. So maybe talk just a little bit as being someone responsible for, I guess, a large staff. Mm. Um, you got your student body. you got the families you have to, you know, navigate through all these things and all the change that have with education. Mm. Maybe talk just a little bit about the world of a principal during this time and how do you kind of keep grounded in it when everything's shaken. Yeah. And then maybe how your faith has played a part you in there yeah
3: sure look um, like like everyone it's been a really um interesting space and and it's kept uh, um, it's kept changing there's been so much change and I think that's probably um, the biggest thing for a school you know schools are built on routines and um, very regular cycles of things like it's it's like clockwork everything yeah. and um, you know we, we become very good at those routines especially the longer you're in a school and so um, one of the that's a good thing you know routines are very helpful but Perhaps a, a bad side of it—you become very reliant. Or you can become very sure. reliant on yourself, you know, and um, your own skills and and your own um, uh, experience at things. But um, you know, when something like this comes along, it's all blown out of the water. So suddenly, uh, nothing's familiar. Uh, you can't you can't lean on to routine or what's familiar. Um, you know, last term was crazy. There, there was like a um, and any plan we made was good for two days, and then oh. pretty much to, you know another bomb announcement would come, and we have to you know turf that out and and go back to the. Um, uh, starting board, you know, starting board and go again, you know, and so there was just um, nothing was stable ever, and so um, it, in that context of everything being changed, we had to, we had to look for what 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 hasn't changed, right. you know, and so I guess for us as a team, um, we we it was a really good opportunity just to come back to um, our anchors are in who we're purposed to be, you know, so so why are we here because um, that hasn't yeah. changed. Yeah. Uh, so we remind us of about our mission all the time, you know. And so so it's at school our, our mission is to grow kids in their faith, um, their character and their learning. If we do nothing else, that, that's what we're going to do. We're going to achieve those things and COVID can fit in all and around that, sure. you know, but we want to make sure we keep doing these things. Uh, and the other, the other thing is, well, and, and who are we called to be? Who, who are we called to be? And, um, you know, so we, we, we want to be relational at, at Suncoast. What does that look like? And that looks like the fruit of the Spirit. So yeah. we, we, will, we will do our mission and we will be the fruits of the Spirit. we remember kindness, I gentleness, love, love, joy, peace, um, self-control, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> faithfulness. Yeah. And so we've, 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 um, we've our anchors have been why we're here and who we're called to be right now. And that's very settling. Um, yeah. And I, I, as a leader, I do that for myself. I have my own set of values, you know, not, not the ones I just say, but the ones I'm going to do. You know, so how, how will people what will people learn about what I value by what I do and those are the things when I'm not sure what to do I'm going to do those things. That's massive yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of um, been very helpful as we've just navigated um, so much constant change and, and uncertainty.
2: you know I heard it said once that when you go through something that you don't understand which in many cases we all are because it's un- mm. unprecedented there's that word again. Mm. Um, mm. when those things happen when you go through something you don't understand that's when you've got to hang on to what you do understand. Yep. And it's so interesting mm. you refer then to, I guess, things like the character traits or fruits of the spirit um, mm. because they're kind of for all times, right? Yeah. Like whether yep. things mm. are in routine mm. and mm. we do have our monotony, as it were, or whether that's, mm. that's kind of blown out of the water. Mm. Um, so have you, have you found that having to incorporate that um, – it gets more and more even in I guess you're like keeping your
3: head settled had you been navigating this as a principle yeah so I, I have my own um you know that's so my when I when I've thought about my own mission myself you know Jesus boiled it down to the greatest commandment you know love God and love one another and yeah. so that's been a guide for me as well so if I'm not sure what else to do today I I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna love God you know I'm gonna you know it's prioritize so cool. my relationship with him and I'm, and I'm gonna do whatever I can to to love on people around me today so um you know a couple of weeks there uh, I was a bit a bit um, unsure what to do, you know. We've got no students here. We've got teachers pocketed all around the school on on microphones and on <laughs> laptops, you know. Um, so just to get around, and encourage people, and um, oh, yeah, awesome. so, um, yeah. So yeah, th- so th- those things have been very important to c- to come back to and as a, as anchors. I think, as, as you sort of said, and um, yeah, it's but that's been very helpful. Oh,
2: that's so encouraging. You know, one of the things we've been saying a lot mm. around, like our our team here, and particularly the staff at the church. Uh, I think our young adult community has been encouraging people to do it is the idea of pray and text. So if someone comes to mind, yeah. Yeah. so you've been talking about, you know, in your own life, just keep those basic things love God, mm. love people. How can I love mm. people today? If someone comes to mind, pray for them on the spot and text them, go, hey, just let you know I was praying mm. for you. And I just really, you know, I've maybe felt something in your heart mm. for them. You go, I really, mm. God wants you to encourage. And I guess anyone can do that anytime, right? Mm. Regardless whether we're working or not, whether it's COVID or not. We could keep loving people. That's yeah. awesome, Greg. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. Russ, um, maybe a different angle for you. Um, those who don't know Russ, Russ is now our newest staff member at the church, overseeing our kids and families. I yeah. um, probably don't recognize him without his Pirates uniform on or something like that, <laughs> uh, or his doctor's outfit, Dr. Russ. This is the real Russ. Um, but you've obviously worked in a whole lot of professional areas before. You've even been a business owner um, before, and there can be a whole lot of uncertainty. All the, you know, life has its ups and downs at any given any given moment, maybe from that angle, from from you've been a boss before, you're you know, experienced being an employee, but also a business owner, with all the the ups and downs that life always brings in that world, has there been something that you've found has kept you grounded or kept you unshaken? And has it been something where your faith has played a part, particularly in the realm of I guess
0: employment and finances in your life that you've learned um, through all the different seasons you've walked through. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the, the thing that comes to mind is, is putting, uh, is putting God first. If I can sit, just say it as simple as that. So setting the tone for the day was, right. uh, was just something i I've, I'm practiced out. I, I used to do it, but it, it took me a while to, to get to that point, uh, where I had the attitude when I was a biz- business owner, uh, I guess at the start it was all new and it was all exciting and, and great. I've built this, I've done this, you know? Uh, then coming to the realisation there's more to it than that, that, you know, God has allowed me to do this type thing. So I, I guess I taught myself um, earlier on or was, was taught that, that uh, to set the tone first up in the day. So there's a million things going on. Yeah. How am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to keep this employee? How are we going to grow our business? How, you know, there's all different myriads of when you're in business. Um, to have the, it's really, it's more important in those times to have that quiet time with God to set the tone for the Love day, that. give it all to him. I got to the point where it wasn't my business. It didn't feel like my business anymore. It felt like it was God's and wow. I was just here facilitating in this position. And when it was time, you know, you, I wasn't hanging on to that then, you know, if, if God decided he wanted to move me on, move me on, he could, it wasn't like I was anchored to it. So there was a freedom. I love that. in that as well. Uh, but yeah, getting to that place, taking that quiet time in the mornings is just okay. Before I even put this, the, put the foot out of bed. Okay, God, let's let's get serious here, um, and it just clears the mind. Uh, and I, I think he. And then another another thing I had too was. Uh, back then I had a few mates that were business owners or uh, we, we'd pray for each other as well. Oh, it's so cool. So I would learn to, okay, such and such. As a, so we'd share, you know, what you were have we'd have similar tensions obviously in similar your life? Similar tensions.
2: Have to carry the weight to relate. That's true for the runs. True,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. True. yeah I like that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, yeah, I, find, I found that really helped me too. And through that we'd find out that uh, each of us have gone through something that we're struggling right. with or challenged with at that time. Um, so yeah, it was, it was twofold. Once you, you know, for one, you had the prayer and for the other, you had, you had the answer basically because sure. someone already had been through that, that situation. That's awesome, man. So interesting you say that because
2: I think often maybe you could have this idea that I've got my employment or I've got my business here then I've got my faith here, but you're mm. seen in such a way that, no, 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 like God's in everything. Like God wants to be that kind of how you saw yeah. it.
0: I, I think over time, God impressed on me that it's a hundred percent that he wants. Wow. so even down to finances if I felt things were were tight um, you know I had to hang on a minute no God what are, what are you saying and I, I remember in some of the tough times like God really put it on my heart to to give more and the opposite like wow. things were going well and I felt to give here and I just felt God saying no no this is how we're gonna do it Um and I guess the other principle too in that, like, you're always looking, well, I was like this, I was always looking to give, give, give. So I felt like I was getting to that stage where, well, if I can avoid tax, I can give more type thing. <laughs> uh, but I quickly learned that, um, you know, there are legal ways to get around that you can structure your business that you do pay less tax. So for me, an- another important principle is to stay above reproach when you're in business, not trying to hide things, uh, even down to, um, the, the second business that we ran, uh, you know, we had a lot of cash, so we could have not a lot of cash, but we, it was a cash flow type business. We could have just taken that, you know? Uh, but we decided, no, we, we'd do it properly, put everything through the books and then down the track that came back. And wow. I feel God blessed us through that. Wow. So, uh, and if you're looking to sell a business down the track, you want all your figures out there. You don't want, oh, well, we take out this little bit here right. and there. will come back to bite you. So that was another principle as well that, um, yeah, I learned along the way that, okay, you see guys doing it, just because you, got, you see a successful businessman doing it this way might not be the right upright way. And I think God's awesome, looking, man. yeah, beyond, yeah.
2: So doing business with Christian character. I love it, man. Yeah, you're a Christian first. It's Christian first. Um, from business, maybe it'd be cool to talk about family for a bit. And Kirsty, um, as we mentioned earlier, uh, you're a working mom, two great kids, um, husband who's doing FIFO, so fly and fly out. Um, so I know a lot of people can't relate, but there'd be a lot of people who can relate or have, you know, partners that are traveling on the road and have to manage that. Um, and then you got, oh, I mean, you've got so many different family dynamics. I guess something that might be super helpful is um, how. what are some things maybe that you've, that you've found has helped you juggle all those things in life? Um, you know, I know you and Liv, I really believe in investing in your marriage. So what are maybe some of the things you've seen there to keep your marriage together as life can rattle it and shake it? And particularly during these times, you've been a big focus on home life when people have been at home with kids and all those things. What are some of the things you've learned about juggling all those different, I guess, family responsibilities and, and how has your faith helped you in all of that?
1: Yeah, um, well, I'll start firstly just with me, Um, I guess, juggling things as a mum and with Levi being away a lot. Um, I've just, I realised right from the start that I just had to prioritise the things in my life. Um, So for me, that was prioritising time with my kids, especially when Levi was away. I just felt like they needed that more when he was away. Um, Prioritising time with family and close friends that sort of filled me up. Um, time to myself with whatever I felt like I needed to do whether it's exercise or going to the beach Um, and prioritizing time with God which is for whatever reason always the hardest but um, especially in the last couple of years of his away work um, I felt I've really needed and relied on Um, so yeah prioritizing obviously means that some things fall by the wayside and for me, in our household, that means often I don't sweep the floor as maybe regularly as I should, um, or, you know, um, you do the snip test of the uniform before <laughs> you send your child to school. I don't know if anyone else has done that, but I've certainly, certainly done that. Yeah, good. <laughs> not just me. Good. Yeah, not just the kids either. <laughs> <like>. <laughs>
3: um,
1: so that sort of thing, I've just had to let go, and for me, that's that's been my balancing act, that wouldn't work for everyone but for me that's what we've had to do for my house and that works well and And it works well for my kids and it works well for our family so i mean it'd be
2: so easy sometimes people can struggle with i'm not doing enough or the house isn't always clean or and like even struggle with guilt about those things but that's such a huge principle though of prioritizing and to see that you actually put it into practice i think super good
1: hence the term chaos A lot, yes,
2: yes, (laughs) good. Levi's
1: term. Um, But in terms of my marriage um, or our marriage, um, yeah, I think, um, you know, the series is called Unshaken, Unshakable, And to me that definitely doesn't mean perfect. We by no means have a perfect marriage. But um, I think for us the biggest thing, and a lot of people would probably say it as well, but for us we just have found communication is the biggest thing, especially with him working away. Right. Um, we just talk a lot, m- mostly me, but um, we talk a lot about everything and very and regularly. So even when Levi's away, we would make sure that we um, made it a priority to talk on the phone, even if it's just about the things I did that day that helped me to offload any venting or, you know, um, deal with my day and... I think for us as a couple just the more you talk about the mundane things of life, um, the easier it is to... ...and the quicker I think you get at getting to the deeper things. Right. Um, so for us that's yeah, that's the biggest thing for us is we talk a lot. Um, we don't watch TV. Um, very, very rarely would we ever sit down and watch a movie. We don't have Netflix. We don't do any of that. Um, and that... For us is a big thing when the kids go to bed. Um, you've got time for other important things, whatever that is.
2: I think that's a that's an awesome life decision, Erin. You know, um, obviously every family dynamics unique and different. And to see because of your unique dynamics, you guys have found unique ways of prioritizing mm. marriage. And I, I don't know. I just keep coming back to that idea of, of prioritizing because there's always going to be competing priorities in our life, mm. right? And so making that decision to go, this is what is most valuable. I'm not just going to say it, but we're going to make sure it works in terms of doing it and, and, and prioritising I think mm. I think that's that's super helpful. What would you say maybe to um, maybe a family that's watching this right now and they feel like things are out of order, like you, the chaos, everyone's life is chaos some way, but feel like they can't control the chaos? What would be an encouragement you give maybe to someone who's feeling they're struggling to get on top of everything they're managing and feel like all their priorities are out of whack? Where would be maybe a good place to start for people?
1: Um, for me and Levi a big thing for us is that we no matter what's happening we are just always a team so I would say the number one thing to do is get right with each other um, and or or, you know be on the same page make sure that your priorities as a couple are the same because if they're not then it's never going to be in order Um, so I would say that's a great way to start and then write things down what are your priorities write them down and make them happen it's not easy like it's sometimes I'd love to just I don't know learn about the latest tv shows I don't know what the latest <laughs> tv shows are because I don't I do ha- online yes right definitely but um, <laughs> you know and so I, I obviously I miss out on things but for me mm. I don't know what I'm missing out on so that's fine wow. so I would just for us um yeah get just be on the same page together, be a team. And I just feel like it will flow from there. Obviously, God's in that too. But from a practical point of That's view, brilliant. I just think you can't go wrong then. That's
2: super helpful. Yeah. Thank you so much for being just very transparent and real about That's that. Okay. That's awesome. Um, Greg, um, with your huge responsibility you have here, obviously, the principal and all that you navigate, past few years, you've obviously been navigating a whole lot of stuff in your own life too. I know last year, Rowena sat right here, your wife on this stage and shared about her health journey. And I know you've been there right alongside every step of the way. And, you know, that's been shaky and different seasons, ups and downs. And so now that so much in our lives is shaken, what are maybe some of the things you've taken from your journey, your personal journey about how to navigate that, how to keep grounded in that, how to stay hopeful in that and where faith your faith in God come and helping you. Yeah,
3: me um, that's a really big question. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, and it's look, it's very, um, very real and very re- relevant for us always. So, um, we, Rose, uh, R- Rose's injury happened in 2004, um, and then uh, progressively got worse and worse and worse until you know her leg was amputated in 2014, and and things uh, have you know in some ways have got better, um, but in the last year alone she's had um, seven hospitalisations, another one, wow. another one imminent. Um, she had to go to Budrum Private early in the year, and that was her 37th admission um, okay. there. So it's you know it's been very um, the stress of that is very constant, and the uncertainty um, always. So I guess look, there's a whole bunch of things. Um, uh, you know, what, what, what's um, what, what's always what I've learned is that uh, this is not a this is not a sprint, right. it's a marathon, and and um, we we always um, have to have a long term view of of the resources that we're going to need. Because we're never sure when we're going to turn a corner, and suddenly there's uh, you know another yeah. uh, another big challenge. Um, Roe got a phone call yesterday to say her surgery was on uh, tomorrow, um, and then this morning she gets a phone call to say it's off. You know, so um, suddenly you, you feel like oh you know so you're sort of gearing up for that, and it's it's a bit of an emotional um, drain, yeah. a bit of a bit of a load. Um, so so le- learning truly what that means to gear it for for the for the for the long haul not not a sprint and that means you know I think um without this in our life um we, we, we were probably very boom and bust you know we would we would um throw everything into everything burn every, burn every resource burn everything burn <laughs> ourselves out crash into a holiday and sort of you know recover and build our marriage back and um spend some time with the kids <laughs> and um you know some of those things but, um eat better you know that sort of stuff and then um then just throw everything uh, all caution window, and just go hard again and um and, again, and probably a lot of that's in our own strength, you know, but we, we can't live like that anymore <laughs> because we, we've we got to leave, um, you know, I like guess the official word's margin. You've got to leave margin for that the unexpected. And so that means um, just being more um, vigilant about our relationship with each other but also with God. And, you know, I think sometimes we um, – it's so easy to press into God when we when we have a need um, but then when yeah. things are going well, you can get very self-reliant and, you know, push into your own strength again but um, – when uh, you know that that that's that's not that's not a long term view. You know that sorry. That, yeah, that's a very that's a very short term yeah. view. And um, so yeah. So l- just learning to be um, to 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 abide in Christ is, is the key. And because we um, so many times we've been hit really hard with a you know, a bit of an epic challenge comes up. And if we're not we're not abiding in Christ, we're not walking deeply and daily with Him. It's really easy to get um, to suddenly find yourself well off course. Or so true. Um, you know, you mentioned anxiety earlier on. You know, that that's a, that can be a real, um, very real and very nasty thing. Um, and so I, I've really I've got to watch my thought life all the time. You know, yeah. and and watch that patterns of thinking don't just creep in where um, I'm starting to. Um, Feel like I'm in a constant state of emergency or constant state of uh, of drama and panic, and because that that's that that has um, very physical effects in your body, you're you know, right. produces the wrong sort of hormones, and so, you know, when the Bible says about you know taking every thought captive under Christ, it's really learning what that means, um, and you you can't do that unless you're walking really close with, with the Lord, and um, every time I um, feel a bit fatigued or drained, and you, and you you go back to the scriptures and you think. I should spend more time here. <laughs> it's so refreshing, you know. Yeah. And the, the truths there are so calming, and you know, and the, and and the way to love, joy, peace, and all those beautiful fruits of the spirit is, is spending time in communion with God first of all, and then and then in His Word. So I guess um, some of those um, those important disciplines um, that have worked for Ro and I, and we and we, we we don't have it perfected. You know, uh, I've, I've had a rough time this year with anxiety. Uh, getting back on top of it now, but um, it's a thing you have to be constantly vigilant wow. about. And so, it, it, it's practicing, um, practicing your walk with God and, and abiding in Him with in, in Him every day, so that there's margin there. Um, and then just just being wise, you know, yeah. <laughs> not, not, not 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 burning everything and not 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 throwing it all at things, but you know, making sure that you rest well, you eat well, you exercise well. Um, spending t- you know it's this refreshment in in doing not so to do life alone you know do it You're with other right, people 100%. you know so um, making sure you invest in, in in fellowship with 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 people who are an encouragement to you but also where you've got an opportunity to give out as well so it's it's so, it's so important not to just get also self-focused that it's all about us but you know because sometimes um we find when we when we give out um there's life in that you know oh, there's, so there's, there's true refreshment so yeah a whole, whole bunch of things
2: yeah, I feel yeah. like I could just take him down 20 lines of notes, and that's that's yeah. massive. You know, one of the things that has always super encouraged me watching you, um, parts of your journey, Greg, is you mentioned that term abiding in Christ. Mm-hmm. And to me, I've just, you've been such a, an encouragement for, for me in that seeing you as a things as life has been doing this. I've seen your this this like quiet confidence and your faith in Christ just. And I remember you said once something to me that just has has helped me so much. You talked about how. Um, people would often, in well-meaning, that throw Christian cliches your way mm-hmm. when things happen. they go, you know, mm-hmm. God's got this, you know, mm-hmm. and, and think about how many Christian cliches getting thrown at the moment around with everything unshaken in our world. Mm-hmm. But you, you've said this to me, you go, well, sometimes that doesn't seem like God's got it, but what he does have is me. God's mm-hmm. got me. Mm-hmm. And I remember you said that to me, that just, that spoke so much to me about the faithfulness of God yes, yeah. and how things, yeah. things aren't always as we hoped and yep. we, we all go through our season of disappointment but God is this consistent. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and so, uh, exactly. And we we um we've learned, you know, a hard lesson that um even with, even with it, where our hope is invested, it, it's it's in Christ alone. Well, you know, and we for a long time we had hope in healing and a hope that things would return to the way that we'd known them when we were first married, you know, where we Roe could walk and be without pain and things like that, but um you know, surrender is such an important principle in Christian life. Huge. It's so important to this too because we've had to let go. Uh, rather than wanting to hang on in control or fight with things we, we've had to um ac- accept that um this is not how we prefer things to be um, but I'm here this is where we are and God is here yeah he is here with us in this moment and to to let go and, and then lean out in trust to him in that in that moment um, yeah
2: that's you I mean that's I think a message mm. for the whole world right now mm. nothing's where people want things to be yeah. right mm. but I mean, our whole our whole heartbeat as a church is mm. Jesus everything. Yep. and everything. Yeah. And and to think that He can be found in the middle of it all is to I me mean, that's such a mm. big thought. Thank you so much, man, no, for sharing you're that. It's super helpful, uh, Dr. Russ. I'm going to finish with you, mate. Um, no, I guess through again through everything that's happening at the moment and all the things that are, are being shaken. You know, we've just heard from two, I guess, personal perspectives of of unique practices that people have put in place in their life. What would be, if you say for you, what are some of the i guess practices and disciplines and habits that you've no matter where you've been in your life with you know different employment and different parts of your journey that what are maybe some disciplines practices habits conviction that you've said for you and your wife now this is this is what we're doing i'm
0: not going to be shaken on this for sure um definitely definitely the first one is prayer um helena and i uh have our, have our own own prayer time but we also come together in prayer we also pray with our kids every day. So on the journey to school here, uh, it's about a 15-minute drive, um, we're just praying. And, um, you know, we're praying for a whole myriad of things and we're praying for a whole myriad of people. Um, so, can, yeah. can, I,
2: can I touch on that for a second? Because yeah. everyone's mentioned that, which is super yeah. important. And now there'll be people watching right now who we've nodded their head going, yeah, it's a great discipline. Other people saying, yeah, I, I totally think it's important. Where do I begin? Or like, what does that look like? Do I have to like... Maybe just break it down, like give it, break you know, it down. yeah, yeah. family's pastor, you know, like, what does uh, it look like? What does prayer look like as a couple? Prayer look like with your kids?
0: Yeah, and it, look, it, it's not an easy thing. Uh, it took a bit of practice for Helene and I pre kids to come together and pray because it was it was foreign. But I think we just we stuck with it, and, and then it became natural. Uh, to pray with our, then to pray with our kids. So we just taught them a simple prayer, right? And as as kids are, they will stretch that prayer out. I don't know whether it's, uh, you know, especially at bedtime. Uh, but we've we've got to a stage where um, the kids can't go to sleep without saying prayers. Even our adult children, um, you know, they regularly pray with us. You know, it, it's just an ingrained thing. So very hard to implement, but if you stick with it, yeah, absolutely. Like so many things in life, hey? Yeah.
2: So what else, man?
0: Uh, okay, well, I guess when it comes to um, to, to finances, that's obviously a big one uh, sure. in in this um, yeah where we are right now. Uh, you know, it, it's not easy to to think about tithing and to think about that. So I think for me, it's always been a reworking of the mind and talking about priorities. Before, um, if you can. If you can, it's it's always important to work out a budget. But in that budget, I guess to make your priority, yeah, that that giving, so that because I've always taken it, we've we've always sponsored um, children, and in our prayer time, we sponsor we pray for every child that we've ever had that. over the last twenty years. So we've got a long list of kids that have come and gone out of sponsorship programs, and you look back at that, going like, oh, if you add it up, how much you've Put into the you know finances into that, but when it becomes a discipline, you you don't miss that money. I can honestly say that wow. that you you don't miss it. Yeah, you might go through ebbs and flows where you've had to pull back or something like that. But um, so yeah, it, it's a discipline and it can it can be hard. And I think I was sharing with you before. I really wouldn't encourage uh, someone to go. Okay, God, I'm going to give you ten percent. But not have the right attitude behind right. It. it it's a faith thing it's a relationship thing with God knowing that he's got your back uh and for me it's never been a case of oh if I give I'm gonna get you know no it's it's like it's a one-way I love that street but I, I, and during this time been talking with some guys that I keep in contact with one guy in particular uh, business owner uh, he's lost all his clientele because um, it's very one-on-one, so he can't meet with them, and so trying different things. And he said to me the other day, he said, "Oh, Russ, we we're, we're going to take the step of faith, and we're going to start tithing because we never thought we could afford it." Um, but they they're like s- servant people; they they're always in there. And he said to me, "But it feels like we can't afford not to." Whoa, that type of thing. And I said to him, I said, look, mate, I'm really encouraged by what you're saying, but I want you to remember one thing too, that you've walked with God. He, you know, he doesn't look at what you give and all that, but the, the, you want to go deeper. So he's, he's going to, I was encouraging that. I said, mate, look at your kids, look at your kids. And um, I said, you've got fantastic kids. And I know that's because you've got this close relationship with God. You, you love him dearly and it's, it's come through your children and they're serving and everything. And he came back and he just said, "Wow, you know, I always look at the monetary when I look at giving and enti- uh, giving." Um, uh, he said, "Wow, you just you just floored me. I've just looked at my kids and just gone. Far out. It's worth more than anything.' Wow, yeah. So, it's it's a heart thing, it's a relationship thing, um, yeah. So that That's there's awesome, that man. side of it well, as well for me for finance. That's yeah.
2: absolutely massive. And I think, man, there's something I know." For all of our lives, there's just so many things that are shaken, whether it's our marriage and our health and our finance, I mean, they're the three big ones I always see. And I think when anything's shaken, just the idea that there is something in God, there is something in faith in God that is able to keep a consistency, a confidence, a hope that we can have uh, for our future. So I just want to say thank you to all three of you for, for joining me today. And I want to thank you so much for watching today as well, for being part of it. And man, if there's any way we can help you as a church in any area that you're walking through, maybe something you're journeying individually or with your family or with your partner, um, you'd like help for any reason. or Maybe you're not even connected with the church uh, and you've watched this today and be like, man, we, we kind of need help. We want to know more. Please contact us. Please email us, direct message We'd love to hear from you. Other than that, thank you so much for joining our series, Unshaken, and uh, we look forward to being with you again shortly. Thank you very much, panel. God bless you.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were encouraged by what you heard and inspired to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. For more details, check out suncoast.org.au. Hope you can join us again on the next podcast or here at Suncoast Church.